Hi there. Welcome to the Laura and Lisey show. I'm Laura. And I'm Lisey. We just want to welcome you in um, this evening and we're glad you could join us. And um, tonight, Lisa and I were talking a little bit about um, our obedience and just kind of what that looks like, maybe obedience versus disobedience. So do you want to just share again with me what you just said just a little moment ago? Well, I was um, in this situation, I was 21, and I remember being with these group of people who were not Christians, and I really felt this prompting in my spirit Mm. that I needed to share with them. I don't even remember what it was, but there was something. And we all went out, and then we were at this restaurant, and one of the kids that I was with, young adults, looked over, and he saw his um, youth pastor, and he was like, oh, it's me. And I'm like, oh, okay, don't go. Don't go over there. I just, I didn't want him to go. Yeah. We ended up going over there. And what the youth pastor shared was almost verbatim what the Lord wanted me to share. Wow. And I remember looking over at the guy and, and he was giving the plan of salvation and some other things. And I'm like, I already bought the farm. I already know this. As a matter of fact, and then I shared what I just shared with him. And then I was like, oh so disobedient with this one thing and I'm supposed to go be a youth counselor at this camp for our church kids and how can I do that when I was so disobedient here and he brought to my memory uh, where Peter denied Christ three times and then God restored him and he gave that sermon that many people were led to salvation so it was just a very interesting very interesting situation where I learned that my disobedience, my willfulness will not stop. And as a matter of fact, I may even watch somebody else get the blessing because I was Amen. too stubborn to do it. Oh, that has happened to me. That reminds me, um, in my earlier walk, um, I was in church and I didn't really know how to experience like the voice of God. Like, like, am I hearing God? Mm-hmm. Is it me? You know, but I, I heard this really still, small voice. And it said, you know, I want you to pray for this person. I want you to go up, pray pray for this person, and and pray this way. You know, whatever, whatever the prayer was. But it was really specific to a situation. And I was thinking in my head, is that me? Is that God? I, I don't know. And I'm like, no, I can't do that. I, you know, I can't do that. I, who am I? I'm nobody, you know? And so I didn't. It was fear, you know, fear. Cause I'm like, I'm going to sound like a maniac. Mm-hmm. And what if, you know, what if this person doesn't accept what I'm praying? You know, don't you know, Elisa, not even 30 seconds later, some woman in the back row walks up, lays hands on this person and prays the very words (laughs) the exact words that were rolling through you know my thoughts comes out and it was just like are you kidding me are you kidding me and there i watched as these two people were having this like deep spiritual connection because the person she's praying for is like how did you know how did you know you know and she's like the lord you know gave God all the glory for it and I just remember going I think I just missed a blessing Uh, you know and that was kind of like my first encounter with what it kind of means to to step out in faith mm -hmm, number one mm -hmm. you know what I mean trusting God and stepping out and and being obedient 
you know, and that prayer brought relief. I could see just relief to this person that she knew God heard her cries and, you know, here comes the answer, oh. you know. And so, and I probably have a hundred more stories <laughs> just right. like it where I'm like, I can't pray like oh, that. yeah. You know, so. You know, when I was, um, when I was pregnant with my daughter, I had my daughter mm-hmm. and I have already shared, I believe, the, um, you know, the trial and the, the triumph of that whole situation. So I wanted another child. I didn't want to just have one. I really wanted two. But after losing three pregnancies, taking, I don't even remember how many years, I know it was 14 before I had Carissa, so 12 years, I believe, of infertility, Mm. I didn't have the heart to pray. I just didn't. I remember. And my disbelief did not stop the mighty hand of God. There's my son. Amen. Here's my son. Who we were doing nothing. We didn't see fertility specialists. I wasn't doing... Remember with Kissy, I had this kit where I did four different things. Oh, I checked I my saliva. It was crazy. I did a spreadsheet. It was crazy. I had all those things. Did herbal, did, did, did controlled studies to figure out what, how much of this tincture I needed to, to do. Oh, it was because I have scientific, I have four different blood disorders that prevent a pregnancy. Plus, you know, anatomically, <laughs> there's reasons why I shouldn't. I mean, there's a, a book that should be why. I should not have children. Mm. So I did not have the heart to pray. Mm. And yet. We were on vacation. That was Carissa. Relaxed atmosphere. Do you remember? Yeah, that was that was when I had Carissa. That was amazing. Those were the two advices, by the way, mm-hmm. that made me the most irritated. Because after 14 years, you can yeah. imagine. Go on vacation and stop trying. Those were the two ones where I'd be like, really? Yeah. I can't even begin to tell you how upsetting that is to somebody who's like, you don't think that I haven't not not tried? Right, right. But my daughter, vacation. Yeah. My son, I wasn't, we were not. It was not a thought. It It was like, this isn't going to happen. I love it. And here he is. No worry. And there he is. There he he is. I love it. God is so good. Absolutely. That reminds me, I had a client one time and, uh, was in her home and she was really upset I could tell she was really upset and I we got there and I I'd asked her you know what's what's going on and she said I was at the doctor and I got some really bad news um they ran some tests and they found a hole in my heart Mm. and I'm like oh you know Dorothy that's that's terrible I am so sorry to hear that you know I'll be praying for you and so, um, in case some of you don't know, I, I clean houses for a living. And it's funny because I'll pray for my clients while I'm in their home. I pray with them. And so, I was upstairs cleaning her bathroom. And the Lord just started to pour, you know, pour out into me. And he, and he told me very specifically. And I now I know this, you know, I'm a little farther along on my walk. And he says, I want you to pray like this. I want you to pray that the machine is broken and not her heart. And I'm like, oh boy, you know, that's okay, Lord, I'm really going to have to step out in faith, you know, for this one. And so I went downstairs and I said, Dorothy, I really feel like the Lord wants me to pray for you. Would that be okay? And she's like, yes, you know. And so she's like, you know, she calls her husband, Dave, come here. Lord's going to pray for me. And I had another girl, Nicole. Uh, was working with me and she was you know uh, pretty young but I invited her into the circle because hey we're two or more gathered together in my name there I am in their midst and so off we went and I prayed 
and I just really tuned into the Holy Spirit and I prayed, you know, Lord, that that machine would be broken and not not Dorothy's heart. Mm. And so we did our amens and Dorothy was bawling, by the way. And, uh, you know, I remember her husband, Dave, going, you know, now Dorothy, you know, don't get your hopes up. You know, we, we got to do whatever the doctors say, you know, and just like immediately, like, you know, that seed that's planted on the rocky ground, you know, right, the bird yeah. or the, you know, the faulty soil, the birds come and just immediately try to rip that word away. And, but she was like, no, Dave, you know, we're going to believe. So fast forward, uh, a couple weeks later, I had went back to the house and she wouldn't even let me get out of the car. I mean, she came flying out that front door down the steps, running up to my car. Laura, Laura. I mean, she was that wow. excited. And I'm like, what's going on? Because, you know, you're, you're not really thinking about things. Sure. And she's like, you're never going to believe what happened. <laughs> and I'm like, what? You know? And she says, the doctor said, the machine must be broken, not my heart. Oh my gosh! Knocked and, me over with the feathers. Oh, I you could have so knocked me over with the feathers. So we went into the house, and you know she was telling, you know, carrying on about it. She was so excited, and she's like, "See, Dave, God is good, and you know we should Amen. always have faith and believe." You know, yes. but I, you know, I love that that when we step out in faith, we incre- you know people are afraid. You know, they're scared to death, mm. uh, death sentences and pandemics, and you know All things right. going on and. I mean, we need to be that voice in the desert. Absolutely. You know, when I had my last surgery, there um, I had to get something done. I don't remember. I think it was an MRI, but it had to be done a certain way. It was a lot of complications. We ended up going to Cleveland Clinic, but then we had to go to another sister site mm. and then going over to get reviewed to get the uh, approval was quite a bit. So I spent quite a bit of time with this one woman. And so I shared the story of my son's birth and all the the drama attached to it. But I told her, I said, you know, what's the funniest thing. And I don't know what made me say it. Well, I do know God Mm. didn't know where she was, but I just told her that story that I just shared that, you know, I just did not have the, the, I just did not have the faith to even pray. And there's my son. And she stopped what she was doing is she was typing and, and it was sort of like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I didn't really know. I thought, oh, yeah. do I, am I just going on and on? Yeah. And she looked at me and she said, could you tell me that again? Oh, wow. I said, even our disbelief cannot stop God. Amen. And she shared the story of something I don't even, I so don't remember, but I re- what the, the bottom line is, even sharing the story yes. blessed her yeah. like two years later, Yeah. three wow. years later probably. And it was amazing. And she said, I got to write this down. Do you mind if I share it? I'm like, no, I don't care at all. Please. Yeah, yes. It's move somebody else. Yes. Please. Because he is not out. stopped by us. I'm like, you know, you know, I don't know how well you know the Bible, but you remember he used a donkey. <laughs> he you. used a donkey. <laughs> yes. To, you know, to, to give his mm-hmm. word. So if we're not going to, he said the rocks will cry out. Oh, that's, an, that's, that's that. the praise. Yeah. Yet still applicable. Yep. He will use what he will use that's because... Right. He is God. And he is not stoppable. And he is not stopped by time, by uh, plant, mineral, circumstance. Thank you. Yeah, he is not about our circumstances. I mean, he is so far above and beyond and outside of that realm. I mean, nothing is impossible but God. But God. Nothing is impossible, you know, and... 
when we combine our faith with hope, you know, and just really tune in. And I love that you always use the lammy ears. Lisa always says, use your lammy ears, you know, because we are his sheep. When we tune in and can listen for our direction, you know, and it's not always in our timing. You know, right. it goes, we want everything now. I want it now, now. It's like Burger King. I want it my way right away. Oh, yeah. But that's not how God works. God has a plan, you know, and it's just like a woven tapestry, you know, thread by thread. Things just have their way of coming together. And so, yeah, when we step out in faith, when we have patience and endurance and perseverance, you know, it, it just all comes together in the mix. Mm. You know, and my favorite question, well, there's two things I like to ask people that, that have a problem first thing is what are you going to do about it you know and uh second thing is you know how is god how is god involved you mm. know where have you invited him into mm, this into this good. situation you know have you went before him with it or are you trying to figure it out yourself you know kind of spinning your Ooh. own plate you know absolutely so what are we so afraid of by you know like, for instance, when we were talking about, you know, belief versus disbelief, I believe that's what you said in the beginning. <laughs> but what are we so afraid of if we go forward and do? This isn't, a lot of times, it's just opening your mouth. Amen. So that person walks away and they don't say anything. Maybe it's not our time. Maybe we're a seed planter. That's good. You know, you don't know. You have no idea sometimes the longstanding ramifications of obedience. No, we don't, we have no clue. No clue. Like you and I were saying the other day, um, Brother Andrew, God Smuggler, if you ever get a chance mm -hmm. to read that, I cannot recommend that enough. There's one snippet where he was, uh, his part of his missionary training was he was to have a message and share it. And they were not to ask a single person. Mm. The people were supposed to come in on their own. There was a lot of different exercises of faith that he shares. Well, they had empty chairs. And Brother Andrew said, we're going to teach it anyways. Amen. Let's put two empty chairs. Yeah. And as they went along the street, I forget how many chairs he had set up, but as he went along the street, they met that number of people <laughs> and they shared the message. I have goosebumps right now. Amen. It still touches me. There's so many wonderful stories like that. But Laura and I were saying, we don't know who this podcast will reach, mm. but Lord, please go out to those yes, empty chairs. Lord. Yes, Lord. Well, I think we're going to put a pin in it for there, and we just thank you so much for just spending time with us. Yes. Um, time is important because it's something that is non-renewable. You know, <laughs> once, right. once it passes, that's gone. So we really want to just show appreciation for anybody out there listening. And, and if there's any way that we can pray for you, um, please, you know, send us a message on Anchor. Um, I believe we're on Spotify now, um, Pocket Casts, and hopefully we'll get to an Apple platform before long. But we would definitely love to hear from you. So we just hope you're um, walking in obedience and stepping mm -hmm. out in faith. And Amen. we'll be praying for you whether you ask for it or That's not. Right. <laughs> so until we talk to you again. Bye.